You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Now listen, we can either have a good time with this message or we can be offended, all right? And, and I choose to have a good time. Uh, the title is Developing a Godly Attitude. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, how's your attitude? Now look at your other neighbor. This is where you can get offended. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, how's my attitude? Oh, could have been a can of worms open there. I like success. I like to be around successful people. Uh, success, I'm not talking about just in uh, monetary, but uh, there's a very important point that I want to make. Success does not happen accidentally. Uh, it, it does not happen automatic. Uh, when you see someone uh, on the mountaintop, you need to know one thing, they didn't accidentally fall there. There's some things in their life that they have done. So winning comes through deliberate plans, it comes through purposes and actions. Uh, and so you've got to develop a godly attitude because uh, I read this week somewhere, what do you do when, when they're throwing bricks at you? Does the, brick, does the bricks kill you or do you take those bricks and build a foundation? All of us are going to have problems in life. There's going to be circumstances, situations. There's going to be people that tick you off. Amen. 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 You're right there, aren't you, Andy? Who, who ticked you off lately? And they should, now I don't even want to open up right there. I don't want to give any a mic. I'm not going there. A good attitude, listen, does not make everything in your life go perfect. It really doesn't. So I know you was just seated, but stand with me out of reverence if you're able for the reading of the Word of God. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 45. That you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. If you are born again, you are a child of God. And you ought to reflect his image. Is that right or wrong? God doesn't have a bad attitude. God has a good attitude. But listen, it goes on. Let me back up. That you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. Now listen, it says, For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. But then he goes on and he says, And sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. So I ask everyone today to be honest with yourself. And that, that's difficult at times. Be honest with yourself. Examine your own heart and examine your own attitude. It's very important uh, that our attitude, it determines whether the rain will water the seeds of our harvest or will it wash away those seeds. Uh, your attitude will, it has everything to do with everything in your life. How many, you know, Steve uh, Fragman here, he, he's our, a maintenance man. I've never seen seen somebody have more of a positive attitude and his aunt Jerry is the same way. It must be a generational a blessing. And one day I was on my way to Morgantown and Steve was riding with me and it was, uh, I was having one of those days and, and I'd say something maybe a little bit uh, frustrated or negative and he'd say something positive and, and I'd go a little bit further and I'd say something and, and, he, and finally I said, could you just get on board with me and say something negative? He said, I can't do that pastor. James Howard sitting right there. The Pirates can be getting beat 12 nothing. It can be in the bottom of the ninth, two outs, and the Pirates are, by, are batting, and James will say, I think they're coming back, pastor. 
Positive, positive. So God is still where I don't want you to think that I got it made and I've got it, I, I, I've arrived because I haven't. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, how about you? So what, what do we do? What do we do? We go to the word of God. Do you hear me? Colossians chapter three, verse two says, set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. The things of Christ, what are we, what are we saying here? The things of Christ and of heaven uh, are to consume uh, the believer's mind and I've struggled with that. I get sidetracked. I go down rabbit trails. I, I, I got too many hobbies. I, I got too many things I want to do. I'm, I'm being honest. I struggle with those things. You and I had better be careful. When we get to the place, we would rather be somewhere else than in the presence of God because that right there ought to let us know our attitude is headed in the wrong direction. Uh, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together in the house of the Lord and even greater so as that day approaches. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need an attitude adjustment. Some of you have been wanting to tell your spouse that for a long time, but you ain't got no backbone. So a positive attitude is a result of having faith in God. In Romans 10 and 17, how do we get that faith? How do we develop that positive attitude? And how do we get that kind of faith that no matter what is going on in my life, that I'm going to have a positive attitude because my God will take care of me? Romans 10 and 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to examine your attitude with the word of God. Do you understand? I know, I know that I'm on somebody's front porch right now and you ain't liking it, but I'm preaching to myself. My attitude is not always where it needs to be. And you can ask my wife and my children. Don't answer the question. <laughs> you got to trust God. No matter what the circumstance is, no matter what's going on, you got to trust God. And I'm being honest. I'm preaching to myself. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not unto thy own understanding, and he shall direct thy paths. When you get to trusting your own self, you're in trouble. You got to trust God even when all of hell shows up on your front porch. You got to have the faith to know that your God is in control. You got to have the faith to know that God is not going to allow on you more than you're able to bear, and God will protect you. There's things in our lives will show up, and we don't have a clue. And it catches us off guard, and I'll share a little bit about that later. So let's do a little bit of a survey here. Is your mind set on the things of God? Is your mind, each one of you, answer that to your own self. Is your mind set on the things of God, or is your mind so filled up with the problems and, and, and the excitement of the world that you have no time for God? If God is boring you right now, if you are sitting here this morning and you are bored and you can't wait to get out of here, you might want an attitude adjustment before you leave because we're in the house of God. We're in our Father's house. He is majestic. He is God Almighty. And we ought to have an attitude that, God, I'm so thankful to be in your house again today. God, I came to give you praise. Some of you have been saved 
so long you forget what the devil had you into and God has saved you and your attitude has got complacent in the house of God and God said you need an attitude adjustment. Woo! We get so blessed. We build bigger houses. We buy nicer cars. We take vacations. We got everything that we need and we start drifting away from God. And when you do, you better wake up and smell the roses because the devil's got you right where he wants you. God doesn't have a problem in you building a bigger house. God don't have a problem in you driving a new car. But God wants your attitude to be an attitude of worship and to enter into his presence presence and say, I remember God where I was. I remember who I was and I know where you brought me from. If you believe that, stand to your feet and thank God that he's delivered you. He's blessed you. He's brought you out. He's brought you out. Don't get a bad attitude with God. Woo! I know who I was. Stay, stand with me. I know I'll talk about me because you don't like it when I talk about you. I know who I was. I was a filthy, wretched sinner. I'd cuss you till a fly wouldn't land on you. You crossed me, I'd knock your teeth out. But I'll tell you what, I'm not the same. I had an attitude adjustment at an old-fashioned altar. I knelt down and angry, messed up from the floor up. But now, I'm not the same. The old man has died. Why? Because I got an attitude adjustment. I had a bad attitude, and God got a hold of me. He turned me inside out. He cleaned me up. He wrote my name down in the Lamb's book of life. He saved my soul. He's got a home in heaven. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Woo! Sit down, let me preach. I'm gonna ask you a personal question. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is about to get sticky. Are you a complainer? Or are you a rejoicer? You wanna know? Do you want to know which one you are? Ask the person sitting beside of you. Aren't you glad no one's sitting beside you? That's what I thought. Why don't you ask the person beside you, ask him, am I a complainer? I could point some of you out. But Bob, I probably better not. Here's what the Bible says. Philippians 4 and 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Huh, how do you do that in the middle of a storm? How do you do that? I'm glad you asked, we're gonna get there. First Thessalonians 5 and 18, in everything. Somebody say, in everything. In, that's the key word right there. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now scripture does not tell us to praise God for all things. Didn't say that. Rather we are to praise God in the midst of all things. There's a difference between for and in. April 10th, I had no strokes. I didn't say thank you, God, for the strokes. I, I, that would have been stupid. I said, thank you, God, that you're my healer. Thank you, God, that you're in control of my life. Praise God that in your situation, God is going to show himself mighty. 
mightily. Quit walking around with your lips stuck out. I had my lips stuck out. I know, April 10th, I know. I wasn't ready for it. I did, I, I've preached about it all my life, my, my life of my ministry, but I've never been there. And it ain't the same. You can tell somebody, but until you've been there, it ain't the same. When your attitude becomes an attitude of praise in the midst of all things, not for all things, when your prayer becomes in the midst of all those things, Father, I know, God, that you love me and that you'll take care of me. Our praise to God, it binds up the devil. It binds him up in the midst of those situations so that he cannot operate in our lives. Psalms 8 and 2 said, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of this. Something just hit me there about the sucklings. I won't go back to that. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thy enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Steal. Quiet the enemy from my praise. Children are able to trust and praise God without any doubts and without any reservations. But the problem is we grew up too big. We ought to still have childlike faith. What just dropped in my spirit there, it says, uh, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. How long are you going to suck your thumb? It's just what dropped in my spirit. How long are you going to be a thumb sucker? You got to grow up sooner or later. We all got problems. Some of us got more than others. Our praise will bind up the, quit sucking your thumb and lift your hands and praise God. In the midst of your storm, your situation, that your God is mighty and there is no weapon formed against you that can prosper, that you are more than an overcomer. You are a child, you are a son, you are a daughter of God and God is in control. God is a good God. One time, honestly, true story. Someone was crying and, and they was just, just distraught. And I said, what, 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 what is the problem? Well, my, my grandma died. God, why'd God kill my grandma? I said, how old was grandma? I don't remember exactly, but it was something like 95. I'm like, well, what are you talking about 95? And God killed grandma. It's appointed man must die. Going home, we're going home. You know, God is the God that's a good God. John 10 and 10, it says, The thief doeth not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Because God, God does not bring sickness into your life. April 10th, God did not bring strokes in my life. I had a part in it. I had a part in it. Here was my part. Give me double cheese. My doctor for years said, you need to exercise. No, I don't exercise, I'll kill you. Give me double cheese. Give me double meat on that Giovanni at Gibby's. Give me double meat. You know, you laugh at me and you're looking at me, but a lot of you are just as guilty as I am. We want to blame everybody else, but we need to blame ourselves. Huh? When the devil shows up, most of the time he's invited. I didn't think you'd like that. 
God doesn't bring disaster. He doesn't bring poverty into his children's lives. And, and I, 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 I didn't know whether to, to mention this or not, but God doesn't bring divorce in our lives. And I shared with somebody that's here this morning that her husband passed away. I said, you know, to be honest with you, I think divorce, I just had this conversation, I think it was Friday. I, I think divorce is harder than the experience of death of a spouse because the death of the spouse, the spouse didn't choose to leave, but in a divorce, it chooses to leave. And, and, and I'm not proud of it. I'm a divorced man, and God doesn't like and God doesn't condone divorce. I was divorced some 24, 25 years ago. But I am living proof that God can still use and God still loves a divorced individual. I could allow a bad attitude to come on me. Hear me. I could allow a bad attitude to come on me. I could have been angry. I, the, I, I, I don't choose to be angry. I, I choose to be in the presence of God. Uh, and, and there is a grieving process in a death. There's a grieving process in a divorce. There's a grieving process no matter what, but there comes a time you got to reach down and you got to grab your bootstraps uh, by the faith from the word of God that you have heard and has been pumped into your spirit year after year and you got to say it's time uh, to put those tears behind me. It's time because he who the son sets free uh, is free indeed and live your life with abundance. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. I said earlier, Satan is the evil mastermind behind all bad things. And you know something, and man, I, I, I've been here now almost 28 years, and, and these are the things I hear quite often time. Hey, Pastor, I'm not gonna be able to be at church on Sunday no more because God has really blessed me and, and God has moved me into a new position. And I'm not against any a new position. I'm not against anybody making more money, but I'm telling you, the devil is a mastermind and, and he'll come in like a flood and he'll show you how green it looks on the other side of the fence but he'll never tell you there's a septic tank over there waiting on you and the next thing you know kumbaya oh you're at your new job you're driving your new cars and the next thing you know you're no longer in church because the devil came in and showed you something that looked attractive and pretty my favorite word is balance you need some balance Balance. Uh, and while I'm on it, if you're not careful, the devil will come in and he'll divide you and your spouse. He'll destroy your family because that's what he's all about. He is a thief. He is a criminal. He is a liar. But God is a God with a good plan. God says, you walk with me. You talk with me and I'll bless you. I'll bless your children. I'll bless your grandchildren. God, you can't outgive God. You put God first. Seek you first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! A crowd this size, the devil has his eye on somebody. He's got his eye on families. And if you're not careful, I'll tell you, you need to fall back in love with Jesus and he'll give you the attitude that he wants you to have. Stand with me this morning and give me another hour, all right? God is a giver. He's not a taker. God is a giver, you hear me? He's not a taker. 
Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and of a hope and hope. The devil is a thief and God is a giver. You may say, well, how can I praise God in the middle of my battle, in the middle of my situation? Say, Pastor, you don't understand the devil's attacked my marriage. He's attacked my finances. He's attached my children. He's attacked. So how do, how do I fight that? How do I praise him? You got to choose. You got to choose to have faith in God no matter what. No matter what. You, it's up to you. I can preach all day long and there's only one person can change your attitude and that's you with the help of the Lord. You got to choose. God's a good God. He's not a bad God, but we open the door, Pastor Rita. We open the door. We open the door. I can't help it, and I don't apologize how I feel about church attendance, because I was raised that I was drugged to church, man. I, I, I'd come in at 16 years old, 17. I'd come in two, 2.30 in the morning, on a Sunday morning, and I'd go to bed. My dad wake me up the next morning and say, boy, Get out of that bed. I said, Dad, I'm tired. Well, if you'd have come home at a decent time, young man, you wouldn't be tired. Now, as long as you live under my roof, get your hind end out of bed. You know what my answer had to be? Yes, sir. People tell me, man, I love to have my children come to church, but they, they don't want to. Well, you've heard me say it before. They don't want to take a shower either, but you make them. At least I hope you do, especially before you bring them to church, because I don't want to smell them. How's your attitude toward things? Your attitude ought to line up with the Word of God. It should line up with the Word of God. But you know the problem? A lot of parents don't want to make their kids because then they would be obligated to do the same thing. See, Mom and Dad did exactly what they expected me to do. Huh? Bad attitudes. Man, I'm all over the map this morning. That's what our kids, that's what we want them to do because then they're not bothering us. Huh? And then we blame the kids. It's not the kids that have bad attitudes, mom and dad, because their attitude don't line up with the word of God. This ain't going real well. Maybe we ought to sing again, I don't know. I'm going to say something here too, and I want you to examine your own heart. Man, it's early. I got all kind of time. I hope you're not getting tired. To maintain a positive, positive, godly attitude, you got to realize that sometimes our flesh just likes being low. We like to brood. It's our nature. We like to brood over problems. You've heard me say it before. Many people, they get high on being low. They want the attention all the time. There's times I need attention. There's times you need attention, but you don't need it every day. You don't need it every day. Human nature loves to brood over problems. I, I want everyone in here, including myself, to ask ourselves, am I always negative? Am I always down and out? If you're always negative and you're always down and out, eventually people don't want to be around you. I'm going to tell you a little story. 
Pastor Ruth, many years ago, down in the old church, was in her office. She was counseling somebody, but the door was open. I come around the corner, and when I seen, Pastor Ruth was looking right at me. Her desk was facing the door. And when I seen who was sitting there, I went, and this is what I did. <laughs> Pastor Ruth tried to keep from laughing. I wasn't about to say, how you doing? Because I knew. I knew. You know who to ask. <laughs> oh, boy. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, am I one of those? So here's what Paul spoke to Timothy. Here's what Paul told Timothy sternly. He said, stir up the gift of God which is in you. You need to stir up the gift that's in you. He said, Timothy, in other words, you've got to get your attitude adjusted. What about when the people were talking of stoning David, according to 1 Samuel 30 and 6, and David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but, somebody say but. David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. No one can raise your attitude like you can. You and I have got to accept responsibility for ourselves. I don't like excuses at all, none. When I mess up, I wanna say I messed up, I was wrong. Once you come to Christ, you are no longer the same old creature. You are a brand new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Listen, none of us are immune, none, to problems. We're real people, real people with real problems, with a real devil fighting us. But we gotta realize we have a real God with real promises and God will take care of us. And then what happens is I close. As you go back and you look at the different storms in your life and you see this last storm God brought me through, then my faith begins to grow and it's stronger for the next storm. When you're going through a storm, if you pitch your tent and you stay in the middle of that storm, you're not very wise. If you're still complaining about the same thing a year later, you've pitched your tent right in the middle of that storm. And nobody's immune to storms. I know we're church people, but divorce, I wish we could just wipe it away. And there's a time to grieve, and that time could be months, it could be, I don't know. There's death. I remember Sandy Sauburn, just, she just grieved so, so terrible over Kenny. Kenny was in his 40s. And I remember, and, and I don't target people, but I, I told her, I think that morning, I'm preaching at you this morning. And the title was, Don't Die in the Death of Another. Live. I want to encourage you this morning to examine yourself. How about when major illnesses come? I've stood in a pulpit. I've been pastored 27 and a half years. I preached 10 years before that revivals and filling in places. And I preached about death and about uh, illnesses and, and, and trust God and all that. And when I had them multiple strokes, I kind of fell apart. 
I thought, I might not come home. I'm just being honest with you. My attitude wasn't good. My wife was leaning over my bed preaching to me, telling me what I preached. So I needed an attitude adjustment. And I'll stand here as your pastor and admit it. Because I couldn't explain something for 28 years that I'd never been there. But I've been there. And now I can look back. And I've had a lot of experiences in life, but I never had that experience till April 10th. And now I can look back and say, my father in heaven, he had his hand on me. It wasn't I was afraid that I was gonna die and go to hell. I didn't wanna leave you people. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Some of you. I didn't wanna leave. I wanted hugs from my kids to say happy Father's Day but I didn't handle it right. And there's a lot of things in our lives, if you'll be honest, you're not handling right. Trust God with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and trusting. And I just believe today there's a lot of people that need an attitude adjustment. You know, it's, uh, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. I say it a lot, but my favorite word is balance. So when you leave here today, check your balance. See where you're at. See where you're at with God, with your relationship with your spouse, your family. Stay in balance, balance. Because man, it's heartbreaking for me when a family comes and it's falling apart, you know, it's heartbreaking. Let's not open the door, all right? Let's keep our attitude right where God would have it to be. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.